Hey friend, so today I want to talk to you about feeling insignificant. If you have felt like you are unimportant, invaluable, and that the job that you are doing is small and is not contributing to the world, then this episode is just for you. You're absolutely not alone. I myself have felt that exact same way. And so I just want to encourage you with this awesome Bible story that really spoke to me and brought so much value to my life um, for me to know that I am in the right place at the right time and you are in the right place at the right time. And you are also the secret weapon that God desires to use in this season of life. So I know you will be blessed and encouraged today. Grab a notebook and pen and your favorite beverage and let's dive in. Hey friends, and welcome to Transform Empowered Mindset. I truly understand what it feels like to find worthiness, purpose, set boundaries, and feel validated as a stay-at-home mom. So if you're ready to find strength through faith to overcome negative thoughts, set goals and boundaries, transform your mindset, and be encouraged, then my friend, you're in the right place. Let's show up with the magic that we've been given by our creator. So go ahead, reheat that coffee or pop that kombucha and let's dig in. All right, so before we dive in, I want to let you know that we have a free Facebook community that is just for us stay-at-home moms in this season of life. So if you are looking for communities, somewhere where you can totally share, judgment-free, where you can be encouraged, inspired, and I also will have worksheets, tips, and resources in there, then please feel free to click the link in the show description that says, count me in, and I would love to chat with you in the group. All right, let's get to it. So you may be wondering, how or even why are you managing or being a stay-at-home parent? For what reason? And I know that when I was first home with my children, I most definitely, as they got older and as things got a little bit simpler, I would ask myself that question. So why am I home? I feel like we really could use a little more money. How many of you guys are with me on that? Like we could always use more money for sure. And then I would have thoughts such as, man, I could go ahead and knock out two more years of college and be done with that. And I would have a great career. Why am I wasting time with my children when I could just put them in daycare and then Go ahead and continue life as usual. So what purpose am I serving by just keeping them when I could just pay somebody else to do it? I remember thinking thoughts like that. So you are not alone if you are thinking that way. But I want you to know that you serve a specific purpose outside of just your mundane tasks for being at home. And you are becoming something so much more valuable than you even realize by stewarding your home, every piece of you grows and changes because that is a job that you're doing and you are growing in every facet of your life, if you allow it. And when I say growing, I mean, we're growing in knowing how to multitask, we're growing in patience, we're growing in knowing how to prepare different meals. You know, if we got to prepare a quick meal or we could take longer, like we are learning and growing ways that we don't even realize. So allow the breaking, allow the shaking, allow the growing to happen. Because like I said in the beginning, you are the secret weapon 
that God desires to use. And our households benefit greatly by this sacrifice. And we benefit as well by simply having a functional home because living in dysfunction, I would pay any amount of money to not live in dysfunction. Okay, what is something that was out of control and now it is running like a weld oiled machine, okay? I don't know if you've heard that figure of speech, a weld oiled machine, but in my home, before I was 100% full-time stewarding my household, there were several things that just did not get done and just stacked up and stacked up and stacked up till one day I finally had to take some time off just to handle business, you know, because it was like, there's no more putting it off. You got to get it done. You got to have the doctor's appointments. The kids got to have the doctor's appointments. This issue has to be handled. Like there's always a lot, like life still goes on. And so just living in that kind of dysfunction and I remember, this is funny, but this was very important to me. You know, my husband tried his absolute best with doing uh, my daughter's hair. And I was so grateful um, for him doing it because I had to be to work early that morning. So he had to to get her ready and take her to school, which means he had to do her hair. And so I picked her up that afternoon. And I remember looking at her hair like, oh my gosh, did she go to school this way? I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. Her hair was like sticking up ponytails going all to the side I was like oh my gosh poor baby did you were you at school all day like this like she didn't care she was just like hi mom you know no big deal but it was really just me I was like oh my gosh I really want to be able to do your hair like that was just something personal this was really important to me like I don't want you walking around with your hair this way so just something funny but it was important to me and so grateful now that I am able to do the little things such as that because I know as she gets older that would have been an issue and she would have noticed and it wouldn't have went well because kids can be cruel sometimes so there are several things that was a tiny thing but there were several things um, in our household that were not running smoothly that now they are much more functional and really another simply is just time together like time to just talk to my daughter, let her talk to me and do her homework with her. I would be so tired. It would be hard to do homework. So as parents, we all know that our kids need our help doing their homework. And if day after day, time after time, we're like really tired and we can't help them, then they start to struggle because that's not the teacher's responsibility. And so we have to be there to support them as well. But I want you guys to think about what is something that was out of order before you became stay-at-home parent, that now it is in order. Think about that. All right, moving on to my next point. What boundaries can you set for technology? That includes computers, television, devices, and in relationships you and your children form. So this one is really important. And as a a parent, definitely stay at home. We really have the time and the Um, ability to do this. And even if you work, you still have the ability to do this. But we really have to take back control of our homes and put some boundaries around computer time, television time, devices in general, how much we're on our phone before our kids. And we really have to be mindful and pay attention to the relationships that our children are building, because that is a direct influence and will 
affect the way they act, the way they communicate with us, the way they communicate with others. And we really have to be in control of that. And as the parents, we have that authority and we cannot allow our children to to pull us their direction. We have to be the ones that lead and guide them our direction in grace and in love. But we are the leaders. You know, my my oldest, she'll get frustrated and upset with me sometimes when I don't let her do things. But I know the kind of person that I desire her to be. And although I try to let her do lots of fun things with her friends, I do have to have boundaries on certain things. And she has to know the things that she can do and that she cannot do so that she will hold that standard up when she's not home with me, you know, because I'm working so hard and I refuse to allow her to hang with the wrong crowd and then go their direction. Now, when she's older and when she's out, then I'm just going to do a lot of praying. But right now I have the authority over her. And so I want you as a mom to make sure that we are stepping in that authority that is given to us by God and being the leaders and the influence in our kids' lives and being unapologetic as a tongue twister, unapologetic about that. And that's just another reason why our role and why we are so significant in this role and it matters so much and holds a lot of value and it's very important because we are leading and guiding the future. So my encouragement to you today is for you not to allow the enemy to have access to your home any longer. It's time for us to give him the eviction notice. You got to get up out of here. My house will be functional and it will run smooth and I will be in control and use the authority that I have as a parent. So I know that I desire my home to be full of joy and laughter. Now, is it always cupcakes and butterflies? Absolutely not. Like There's times when we all are in our moods and that's normal. But outside of that, I know my children's normal demeanor and their normal demeanor is full of laughter and joy. And that is what I desire. And that is what my husband and I are both working so hard to have. And so today I want you to pray for God's strength to do what needs to be done in your home to reclaim your holy dwelling. So if you feel like your home is just dysfunctional and you feel totally insignificant and unimportant, then today, please pray for God to strengthen you to make the changes that you need to in your household and for you to know that you are in the right place at the right time. And this story that I read during my devotion time really encouraged me about uh, my value and feeling significant because this lady in the Bible, she also was a manager of home. Not sure if she was like stay at home mom or they had those terms back then, but she managed home and she was where she needed to be to win a battle. And I encourage you guys to take about five minutes and read this full chapter to gain the full context. But I'm just going to read um, the four verses that shares how she won the battle and how she was in the right place at the right time and how her role was so very important and she made a huge impact in her community. All right, so I'll be reading from Judges chapter four and I love the message translation. Like it just, it reads really, really well. So I encourage you, check it out in the message and see how you like it. And so before I start reading, I'll give you just like a quick synopsis. So there was a battle that needed to be won. There were two different groups of people fighting this battle. 
And so this lady, her name was Yael, and she was in her home at the time, inside of her tent. And so this battle is going on outside. And so I'll say the bad guy came running towards her tent, and he was actually on good terms with her and her husband. But she knew that he was bad news for her people. And so this is the guy they're trying to capture and kill. And so since she was on good terms with him, he ran to towards her tent and she just welcomes him in. Come on, come on, come in. You know, get away from the war. You're at safety here. And he's like, oh, thank you so much. May I have some water? And she gives him like some milk to drink. And then he's like, whew, I'm so glad to be away from all that. I'm just going to rest. He's like, if they come to you and say, is anyone in here? Tell them, nope, not a soul. So they can keep on going. And so I'm going to read to you guys what happened from that point. But I encourage you to go and read the whole chapter. It takes you less than five minutes. So it says, Judges chapter 4, verse 21. Then while he was fast asleep from exhaustion, Yael, wife of Herber, took a tent peg and hammer, tiptoed towards him, and drove the tent peg through his temple and all the way into the ground. He convulsed and died. Barak arrived in pursuit of Caesarea, if I'm saying that right, but that is the the bad guy. Yael went out to greet him. She said, come, I'll show you the man you're looking for. He went with her and there he was. Sisera stretched out dead with a tent peg through his temple. On that day, God subdued Jabin, king of Canaan, before the people of Israel. The people of Israel pressed harder and harder on Jabin, king of Canaan, until there was nothing left of him. So, my point with this story is that she was in the right place at the right time, and you are too. Allow God to use you in your household as you are the secret weapon for your home, and you are the secret weapon for what God desires. And sometimes we can overlook our significance, and I do not want you to do that because that is when we can allow the enemy to come in and our house becomes a place where we even struggle to dwell. So I encourage you to pray for God's strength and for his leading for you to do everything that you need to to reclaim your holy dwelling place. I hope you guys were encouraged by today's episode and I will be praying for you. I encourage you to please go and read that story in Judges chapter 4 and just meditate on it. And before we close, I want to leave you guys with one question to journal over. And it is, In what ways will you allow God to use you in your home? Take a moment to just journal over that question and meditate on it. And I pray that your home will be a place where his presence abide. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you would like to know when I'll have free mentor sessions and free gifts, then please go to the link in the show description that says, count me in. And remember, if you would like to be a part of our free community, then click the link in the show description that says Transform Empowered Moms. And I would love to have you in the group. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back on Thursday. Hey mamas, if this episode has encouraged, motivated, or inspired you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. I can be reached at support at KimberlySexton.com. Remember to click five stars and leave a review. Please and thank you. Bye.